are the ultimate source of inspiration, knowledge, and entertainment, look no further. Network Kingdom is a unique platform that brings together experts from various industries. Through networking and collaboration, we create inspiring conversations that educate, entertain, and motivate our listeners. Whether you're a business professional, an entrepreneur, or simply someone looking to grow their knowledge base. Hello, hello, hello. Today I have with me Regina. Regina, thank you so much for taking time out to be on our podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So you're in Indianapolis. How's the weather? It is a beautiful today. Um, we've had really hot weather in like the 80s, 90s. Today it's going to be about 70s, which is right where I like it. But it's beautiful. What about you? Nice. It's nice and warm. It was wet earlier today. But then again, in Nigeria, it's usually always warm. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's been warm and wet today. Okay. Yeah, wet. I don't like the weather, the rain. <laughs> We're getting into the rainy season, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So tell us, who is Regina? Mm. <laughs> okay, so mm, that's a loaded question. I've never been asked like that. Uh, I <laughs> am, I'm a lot of things, uh, but right now I am a mother first. I have four children. Uh, my husband and I, um, they are two, five, 13 and 17. Um, I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for 10 years now. And recently, yes, recently I have gotten into real estate investing with my husband. Uh, we just finished up uh, our first flip project. And for myself, I am building my life coaching practice and my podcast. Oh, wow. You have your hands full. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> So which one excites you most? The, they all have so much potential. Um, as far as, well, motherhood, I've been a mom since I was 15. <laughs> so that has been my life. My oldest has grown up with me. Um, my endeavors for money and, and what we are trying to grow um, as far as our businesses, for me, is a life coaching because I have experienced what life coaching has, you know, can do for us. I know you being a coach, you also understand um, just kind of being in a space where you have and you operate out of lots of limiting beliefs and you only know what you know from childhood and being able to tap into other people to help you see outside of yourself has been really powerful for me. And so um, that is what caused me to start to create my own space to use what I've learned over time and through my own experiences to help other women, you know, create what it is that they want that's outside of what they believe possible now. Hmm. So let's even start with, I figured life coaching is the latest one. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so starting from being a nurse to, okay, yeah, you're a mother, that we can't um, argue. Then you're a nurse. Um, yeah. The real estate investment, I can understand you're doing with your husband. Yes. And sounds really interesting. Life coach sounds to me like something that um, you got into 
from passion and you know you know how we do a lot of things when we're younger and then as we get older we're more intentional about steps that we take so we're not just because um our parents said so or because it's the easiest way to earn an income or because it's the fact we're now more intentional about what we really want so i find that careers that we pick up much later in life are usually out mm. of passion. Is that the same thing for you? Absolutely. Um, I didn't even know life coaching was a thing. You know, me being a nurse came from this innate want and need to help. However, it was also conditioned in me. You know, my grandmother told me when I was young, you're going to go and be a nurse. You love helping people. And so it kind of stuck with me. And I was in high school and I took the CNA class and I, you know, came right out of high school, going straight to college to doing that. There wasn't much thought on my own of how I wanted to help people. It just, that was the the option given to me, to me. And I went with that. Um, and, and I still love it. I still practice it. And um, not burnt out of it or anything, but the people, the thousands of people that I've come in contact with, you know, from all walks of life has helped me to understand that for me, um, although health is really important, transitioning, transitioning our life and transformation for me comes really um, with our mind work. And a lot of us don't get that when we, you know, are kids. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you still work as a nurse or you yes. completely? I work wow. as a nurse now. Yeah, I work three nights a week, um, full time, 12 hours. And I think because I do still love it, it doesn't burden me as much as it would sound, you know, running two businesses plus the other things that we're doing. Um, but I also have a good, I have good time management. Um, and I understand the the point of like not burning myself out while at work. Um, I do I do plan to transition out of that eventually. So I mean, you you you've established that you like helping people, and that's why you went into nursing. So you weren't satisfied with helping people through nursing, and you decided to go into life coaching. Is that the reason? Yeah. So as a nurse here in the U.S., I don't know how it is, you know, Nigeria and other countries, but, you know, um, it's more of a business than it is anything else. And so I help people in the way they see fit um, by way of even how we practice medicine, um, by way of the conversations that we can even have with, you know, our patients that come in. Um, And the more I talk to people, though, you know, over the 10 years I've worked, I mean, probably a few thousand at least, um, their, their, the patients, their families, you know, different people that come in, even people I work with, a lot of health conditions oftentimes come from our conditioning as children. Um, a lot of the diseases and things that come in with their health problems are preventable by way of, you know, how they eat, how they manage their stress, how they decide to or not to work out, all of those things, which everything comes down to, like, our minds and what we decide to do. So I found myself in the recent years really spending a lot of my time as a nurse, really talking to people about their lives and what they experienced and how their childhood was. And most of them were not and are not living the life that they want. And they don't even think it to be possible. They kind of just carry on what they saw 
And so I started having more and more conversations with people, specifically moms and women around what's possible for them. And, you know, we're kind of like in this box until, and we don't even realize it until someone on the outside of us are like, wait, you know, what you're saying is a story. Like you can change that for yourself. And many people don't believe that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. So, I mean, what motivated you? You sound so strong and almost like you have it all figured out. (laughs) No, I think that my experience has caused me to know, you know how you can like think and you can have a feeling and you can assume, Um, but I've had a lot of trauma in my life. I mean, having a child at 15, the first in my family and, and what that meant and you know, the embarrassment and kind of being on my own in a lot of different ways. Um, As a child, uh, my son is 17, my oldest 17. And so I see him and I see how much I did not know at 15. And I just thought that I knew all the things, but I was still very much a baby Um, and having to decide as a child to be an adult. um, And I say decide because I didn't have to make that decision. I could have, you know, continue my life and allow my mom to raise him. But, you know, I decided that I was going to take responsibility. And so that meant I had to grow up a lot sooner than I probably should have. Um, And, you know, that led into a lot of different traumas of having to just realize what life was really about, making hard decisions. Um, I missed out, you know, all of my teenage years where, you know, you should be having fun and doing all the things. And I was working and trying to finish school and all those things. Um, And then in my early adulthood, I lost two brothers and my father, um, two of which to suicide. Um, I've had a lot of experiences with loss, you know, and trauma. Um, and I really appreciate, you know, how I was raised or the people that raised me, I should say. Um, but they were only able to do and give from their own cup, you know, from the tools that they had. Yeah. So, yeah. So I have to, um, there was a lot that I didn't get that I should have by way of them just not knowing, and they also not getting that. And so, Um, I had to learn in my my 20s was all about, you know, what is life for me, deciding on purpose, how I'm going to raise my children, making lots of mistakes. And I think for me, the big, the first um, aha moment was when I realized that, you know, we as moms, we have the power to really change future generations and we decide um, how we want to show up. And so I decided early on, on um, that I wanted to be different and I wanted to show my children the opportunities that they had. It didn't happen early enough. I think my oldest was almost a teenager before I realized that a lot of my parenting uh, ways were very traditional. They were very conformative. Um, They were very limiting in itself. And so I've done the work to really um, work on how to show up as a mom I show them as possible. And a lot of what I do today is really just really being that image to moms around the world and even my children that you get to decide how you want to live. And it doesn't matter where you came from or what happened Um, at any given moment. You can decide if that's going to define you or if you're going to, you know, create life in your own accord. Wow. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Well, associated you with I mean you mentioned the child so yes but with two suicides two suicides said yes mm-hmm. head of that is that something you're willing to talk about is that something you're comfortable 
talking about. So that is, I have a lot of, it's a big story around all of that. And I personally would be, but because of the privacy of the people involved, I've chosen not to, to, to protect them in that. Um, but yeah, I think that everyone, no matter what their story is, we all have something that has happened in our life. You know, we all come to this table with something that ne that negatively affected us. And the power in is that we get to ch choose, you know, is that going to define who I am moving forward? Am I going to, you know, allow that instance or those instances to take over and decide, you know, the future of my life? Or am I going to really just take that for what it was? Um uh, a negative or sad situation that we all have and what can I learn from that to help me to not only help myself and be better and get what I want out of life but to also show other people that they can do the same thing yeah and and um you know and something else that crosses my mind is um empathy and just being um showing empathy to people you meet especially on the streets of social media lately yeah. I go through or I'd stumble into some posts on social media and I look at the comments and, you know, I'm not, I don't know who they're talking about. It's not directed at me, but I feel the pain. I feel the bitterness from the person who is passing the comment. And I'm wondering how the person they're talking to is going to feel. And there's just so much hate so much bitterness so much coldness and you know i'm like such a negative place and you know you're saying those things to the person and you don't know where the person is at at mm. that point in life emotionally you know so we just need to learn to be um a lot more sensitive and empathic to people don't just jump at them and talk carelessly and say things that you know and, and and the sad part is we brush it off as jokes or just comments and you don't know who you're hurting, you know? Yeah, yeah, everybody has something. You're absolutely right. I think that that's something that can be talked about a lot more, especially with our young children. Um, we're raising the first generation, you know, that has had access to technology their entire lives. And a lot of us, like my age, that are raising children in this era, we don't know how to manage this and how to ensure the safety of our children, but also give them the room to, you know, go out there and do what other people are doing. It's it's a lot that we don't know, but I think you hit it on the nail where you need to have these conversations at home around being empathetic to other people and that you just have no idea what people have experienced and, and what they're experiencing now. So um, how have you, I mean, how have you applied that in your life coaching? How have you applied your yeah. experience in your life coaching? Yeah. So first, I like to say that, like, no matter what a person has gone through, like, we can all talk about our experience and we probably will have something different, but they all boil down to the same outcome of these negative emotions that, you know, cause us to really have to meet ourselves. Um, and some people choose not to do that. Some people choose to continue to buffer, uh, in, which means, you know, instead of dealing with the negative emotions, they may overeat, they may over scroll on social media, they may overwork, you know, do anything <laughs> to sit with themselves. And so 
when people come to me, yeah, a lot of women that come to me that comes with a certain issue that they think they need help with, you know, something surface level. And when we go deeper, it always goes to, it most often goes to the same thing. And that's around what have I been taught as a child or what did I pick up as a child, you know, on purpose or accidental that has caused me to believe that I can only do this thing or um, that it's bad to fail. A lot of women, they, we are, we're creators yes. by nature. <laughs> we are creators by nature. And so, but those, those realms and those walls of creation, it's like this box that we put ourselves in and what society has put us in. And I think that the conversation always goes to what do you really want to create? Um, a lot of us are not really operating in where we would want to if we knew we could not fail. Um, what are your beliefs around failure? We think that to do something wrong, to make a mistake, to try something and it not work out means that we are not on the right path. Whereas I'm of the mindset that, you know, you can look at any success story I hear, you know, Oprah Winfrey, the guy who owns Amazon, all of them. And if you if you see their story and you listen and you watch, and I do this kind of thing all the time, they all have a list of failures. So it in is. Some, some that even I can't, I'm not sure that even after hearing it, I can, I can go through. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Like the guy who on Amazon, I think he was in debt five or 10 years before he made anything off of it. You know, even Google, Apple, everybody, you know, the only difference between those that succeed and those that don't is the ones that don't give up. We all are born we're all born with the same innate possibilities, innate skills. And so I work with women on, you know, what are those skills for you? What do you really want to be creating? You know, besides the challenges you're going through now, what you were told you could do, if you knew anything was possible, what would you create for yourself? And so that brings up a lot that brings up, you know, sense of self-worth. You know, we don't believe we're worthy because we didn't hear that when we were young. We weren't treated that way. Um, and then also, as children, we're typically told what to do all the time and we're expected to do that. And so when we become adults, we're like, okay, well, where is this person to tell me what to do? And we don't have that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, a lot of us just kind of get stuck. So many women are stuck. They don't know what's wrong with them, but we dive deep and we go really deep, a lot deeper than people are comfortable doing. We get to the bottom of that. And that that's why I think coaching is so powerful because, whoever you choose to be your coach, I think everybody should have a coach and coaches, especially they can see you outside yourself. They can challenge those stories that you think are true, but they're just stories you're telling yourself. So um, those are the kinds of things that I work on uh, just creation mode, moving past fears, blocks, and really creating like your own belief system and what you see possible. So amazing. I can actually imagine you being that coach and you're one of those that would push and push and push <laughs> yeah. so so i mean um do you typically work with only women or both men and women so right now i provide general life coaching to anyone um i think i typically attract women and mothers because you know my podcast and different things i speak from that i am a mom and uh, doing life as a woman but I have worked with men. I think the brain works the same way, no matter who you are. Awesome. And um, I was going to ask, if anyone needed to get in touch with you, how would they get in touch with you? 
Yeah, so I have two ways right now. Um, I'm on social media on Facebook and Instagram. My name is Regina Sloan, S-L-O-A-N on Facebook, and then Coach Regina Sloan on Instagram. Um, I have a podcast. It's called Moms Who Achieve. That's on all platforms um, and on anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then my email is info, I-N-F-O, at reginasloancoaching.com. Awesome. Um, before we wrap it up, what would you say to, I mean, because no two people have, everybody has their journey, right? Um, and then again, we know that there are a lot of people who have passed through something similar to what you've passed through. Maybe not as bad, maybe better, maybe worse. But, you know, I've also learned that I'm not the one to judge what's better or what's worse because everyone is on their journey and yeah. everyone believes what they want to believe about where they are irrespective of where what I think and they're the ones working that journey so for anyone who's had the sort of setbacks you've had or who's going through any setback whatsoever because I'm imagining that at age 15 you I mean, I think you were very bold to have started working and um, trying to do what you could do as a mother. But there are a million and one people out there who are just completely lost, who don't know what to do. They're prop or there's some who are working, but they they can. I mean, they just also think that that's the end of life for them, and that's where they're going to be forever. What 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 would do you have to say to them how can they get out of that mental state yeah sure it's a very good question and i would say first and foremost that whatever you believe is true because our thoughts are the most powerful so if you believe that this is where i am this is where i will always be then that's true there's nothing that anybody can do for you but the moment yeah the moment you decide that at least let me see the possibilities. Let me see what's possible. I have, my mind is open. Um, I'd say the first thing that people need to recognize is their thoughts are what matter. And we are not our thoughts. And that's why you can observe yourself thinking something about someone or a situation or a circumstance. So awareness for me is number one, because you know I can sit here and give yeah, I can sit here and give like this 10 step process or the things you can do, but not everybody's experience is going to be the same, but everybody in order to grow will have to first become aware of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the more you become aware, I believe that whether you believe in God, universe, whatever you want to call it, the same power brings you what you need and what you're wanting. And so if I'm aware, I want to change my life. I'm open to seeing what's possible. What you need will come to you. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Wow. I've had an amazing time talking to Regina and um, I'm sure you guys too have enjoyed listening to her. I, if she's reeled out her site and Regina, I really appreciate your time here. Yeah, Do I appreciate you having me. Do you have any other things to say to the listeners? No, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I really appreciate your podcast. Right. And 
thank you for providing this space for us to learn and grow and get in touch with other people. You know, it's connectors like you that really help to change the world in this space of technology that we have. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Regina. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, make sure you could, um, get connected to Regina because I am as well. Okay, then. Bye. Out. You've been listening to Network Kingdom with Omo Obelor. Remember, if you cannot see where you're going, ask someone who has been there before. Mm-hmm.